Welcome to Canada's History Podcast. My name is Julie Richards, and I am this year's Nobleman Scholar at Canada's History Society. Over the past month, it has been my pleasure to chat with the 2021 Governor General's History Award Excellence in Teaching shortlist. Listen in as the teachers and I discuss their wonderful and inspiring projects, teaching during the pandemic, and how to keep students engaged in history. Today, I'm speaking with Kelly Hebert. Thank you for joining us and welcome to the Teaching Canada's History podcast. Let's dive right in. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about the students you teach? Yeah, thank you. It's uh, it's an honor and a privilege to be here today. My name is Kelly Hebert. Uh, I'm a high school history teacher from Winnipeg, Manitoba. Uh, I teach at Westwood Collegiate, which is a part of the St. James uh, Cinnaboy School Division. And uh, yeah, we're known for arts, athletics and academics. So it's a great school to teach at. a lot of diversity in the school, a very inclusive atmosphere, and a very supportive staff and administration. So that's where I'm from. That's great. Uh, do you want to give us a quick rundown of your project? Uh, yeah. So uh, me and a group of students, uh, we formed the Westwood Historical Society uh, just in the last year and a half, two years, uh, where you know I wanted to give students more of a hands-on uh, experience regarding history and, uh, you know, selecting topics and issues that are important to them, especially regarding uh, human rights and social justice issues. And so uh, we decided uh, one day sitting in my room at lunchtime before COVID hit that uh, we wanted to make a documentary about the rise of hate and anti-Semitism in Canada. Uh, we didn't really know how we we're going to do this or what was needed at the time, but we we aimed big and uh, we kind of got the ball rolling from there, and we started networking and making connections within the community uh, with uh, Bel Janusky and the Jewish uh, Heritage Center of Western Canada was a huge support for us and uh, kind of set us up with uh, Winnipeg Holocaust survivors. And so the students wrote the interviews. They interviewed the survivors. The students were responsible for uh, editing and taping and adding music and composition. And so this is a pure student project in its uh, pure essence. So um, we're trying to just uh, bring forward uh, issues in the rise of racism and hate. As we can see in the last few years, it's really grown uh, substantially, especially with the Black Lives Matter movement, uh, with residential school uh, issues in the finding of the mass graves, and so many other issues that have come forward over the last two years. And so uh, we really wanted to to bring this to the forefront and, and show that, you know, students are capable um, of addressing these issues and that they're passionate about it and that, um, you know, these are issues that they want to address and, and take very seriously. So, yeah, um, we want to use the Holocaust uh, survivor's testimony to kind of give a warning as to what happened in the past, uh, you know, looking at uh, their life uh, before, during and after the war, you know, how they came to Canada and some of the obstacles that they uh, had here coming to Canada but also in appreciating our country and knowing that there still is a lot of work to do, uh, but we still have a lot of freedoms and responsibilities uh, and rights as citizens that they didn't uh, have, uh, obviously, under Nazi occupation and obviously in World War II. And so we wanted to bring that to the forefront with some of the new statistics that have come out um, regarding the lack of uh, knowledge and understanding about the Holocaust uh, in regards to Uh, high school students and post-secondary students. So uh, this is something that I've been working on with my master's uh, degree as well in curriculum teaching and learning. So that's kind of a quick rundown, I hope. (laughs) There's so much to talk about. I was just trying to be as succinct as possible. 
No, that's perfect. You explained it really well. Um, so did it, the project change at all um, with COVID? Did it maybe, did you change your scope at all or mostly the same? Well, I mean, it was more of the, the obstacles that COVID uh, troubled us with in regards to restrictions. And, you know, obviously our first and foremost priority is keeping everybody safe, especially the Holocaust survivors. I mean, uh, the youngest Holocaust survivor we interviewed uh, was in her late 80s. Uh, everybody else is in their early to mid 90s. And so we really wanted to make sure that we weren't putting anybody at harm's way and students alike. And um, so it was a constant, constant juggling of, you know, where can we do these interviews? How are we going to get them done? How are we going to keep everybody safe? Um, but no, it actually... It actually worked in our favor because a lot of Holocaust survivors felt that, you know, the isolation and fear of COVID that kind of spurred uh, with uh, with older people, you know, was very much like the feelings that they had uh, during the war. And it brought back a lot of memories and a lot of the survivors have felt isolated uh, during this time. So we really wanted to also, um, you know, try to make them feel that they're not alone and that they have a lot of support. Um, you know, students wrote letters and, and gave pictures and we got them a little gift basket just to make sure that they knew that, you know, people were thinking about them during this uh, really tough time. So, yeah, the scope never really changes more of just how do we navigate, um, you know, <laughs> the the restrictions here in, in Manitoba. Yeah, that's amazing. That's such a thoughtful, thoughtful thing to do for all your interviewees. Um, <clears throat> you, you sort of touched on this a little bit, but what really inspired you to develop this project? Well, two years ago in 2019, uh, I led a group of 33 students on a Holocaust tour myself. Uh, I had obviously other teacher chaperones uh, as well, but um, it was during that time when when we were actually walking through the, the old Warsaw ghetto that I started to reflect and think about, you know, why are we not doing more for our students back home and giving them an enrichment experience uh, in learning about history and that's when I kind of decided that when I get back to to Winnipeg after the trip, um, I really wanted to 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 make this an initiative of mine uh, to give students from grades nine to twelve. Didn't matter your background or or what your specialty areas are, uh, but I wanted to give them an opportunity to explore and engage in historical topics, specifically in Canadian history, uh, that they had a passion for because we never really had anything like that. And if you don't take certain courses, then you kind of miss out. So. I really wanted to give students an opportunity uh, to interact and engage in topics uh, that are of interest. And, and for this, the last year and a half, uh, it's been uh, the Holocaust and Holocaust education uh, specifically. Yeah, absolutely. That's such a great way to um, keep your students interested in history for sure. And you're totally right that if you don't take the right courses, then you do often miss maybe history that you could be interested in or history that you didn't realize that you were interested in. Oh, exactly. So what do you think is the greatest impact of your project? Oh, there are so many things and so many things I want to talk about in regards to the impact of it. Um, just from students' response and reflections and our conversations that we're still having that are ongoing, uh, you know, I think it's really changed them as, as individuals, as students, as people. The fact that they had the opportunity to interview Holocaust survivors like in their living rooms outside you know, they had that personal one-on-one -on -one engagement with a survivor. Um, I've seen a holistic change in who they are 
and how they appreciate just the little things in life like family and health and and freedoms and and the rights uh, to go to school without being persecuted or isolated or segregated. And so there's there's so many things that from from them um, that I feel has impacted them. It's really a passion project on all of our parts. And I give the students 100 percent of the credit because they all they all pitched in and they all worked extremely hard when they didn't have to. And it just shows what students can do when you invest in them and you go along uh, on this journey with them instead of more of the top-down hierarchical ways that education used to be. Yeah, absolutely. And that's such a unique experience for students to be interviewing Holocaust survivors because I don't, I think not many have done that and likely mostly historians, I would imagine. Mm-hmm, exactly. And uh, just having that, uh, that intimate setting where they can ask them whatever they want and uh, just seeing the interaction between between the Holocaust survivors and uh, the students was for me very touching and 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 very impactful for myself as a as a person as well. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, so, how do you keep your students engaged in history? How do you try to keep it relevant? Well, a big part of how I engage students is is trying to develop uh, you know critical thinking and critical literacy within my classes. And uh, one of the best ways to do that, in my opinion, is to see what the students are interested in, give them choice, allow them to explore areas of interest um, and, and kind of work as a facilitator uh, around them rather than just doing the, the, the typical kind of, you know, here's a list, pick one. Here's, here's how I want you to present on it. You know, there's a lot of choice for them. And I know in the beginning it can be a little overwhelming, but once they feel like they have uh you know, agency and they have, um, you know, authority over their own voice and their topics of interest, uh, I find that they get engaged quite substantially. And I, I try to uh, engage all learning styles within my students as well, which, you know, audio, kinesthetic, uh, sorry, audit- <laughs> listening, auditory, kinest- uh, kinesthetic, you know, do- working and making and creating as well as visual. So uh, through the use of documentaries, through the use of primary documents substantially where, you know, we try to connect on a, on a human level with, you know, maybe who these people were. If I'm, if I'm teaching about residential schools, you know, we'll look at photographs uh, that were taken and uh, we'll, we'll deconstruct them and we'll try to make connections. Like, you know, what were they feeling? How do you think they were feeling at this time? How do you know that? And, and really trying to humanize their learning uh, rather than just thinking that this is in the past and it's not really connected to, the, to, to today. And so I try to really make uh, or try to allow students that opportunity to make personal connections, you know, with the people that we're learning about and the events that we're uh, discussing in class. Yeah, those are such important connections to make too, especially talking about difficult histories. Um, it really exactly. makes it like clear. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, exactly. And that's that's something that I'm focusing on as well with furthering my education is, is you know, how do we teach sensitive topics to students? Because I find that there's a lot of, uh, there are a lot of people that don't really want to go down that path because of the, there's a lot of controversy or they don't really know how to approach it uh, or they don't know where to start the conversation, you know, or there's just not enough time in a school year so they don't feel like they can do it justice and therefore they don't teach it at all. And so this is something that I've really, uh, immersed myself in since I started teaching 15 years ago, the Holocaust in particular has just been a, a topic that, uh, and other genocides as well, 
have been topics that I've really immersed myself in. I really feel it's so important that students are able to uh, explore these topics in a safe environment and that they that they have a voice and can connect with um, you know, people of their age during that time. And I think that's very powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you're, you're totally right that there are, there can be some, some barriers to talking about histories like that and just feeling like you don't, or like maybe you're not of that community, so you don't want to speak for them, but then not teaching that history is, is not, not great either. Exactly. And, and just to add to that, you know, to, to make my students feel comfortable as well. You know, we build up a trust. We build up a, um, an environment where we feel comfortable speaking to one another and being vulnerable with one another. Uh, and there's been a lot of things, even over the last year, where, you know, students of Indigenous background felt that they were able to, you know, have a voice and, and that they were able to say, you know, I'm proud to be Indigenous. And for me, that's just so heartwarming when students feel empowered and, um, you know, if, if, if I'm working with indigenous communities, I'll bring in elders or knowledge keepers to, to speak to the culture. Uh, same with Holocaust survivors. I'll bring them in to speak about their experiences. And then my, my job is to really just teach the history and, and get the facts right um, so that they aren't misled. And uh, going down paths that are, uh, can be kind of scary sometimes. That's amazing. That's such a, such a great practice to have and. In- I'm sure such an enriching experience for your students as well. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, that's, I mean, everything takes work, but when you see, when you see the impact that it has on them and the fact that they come up to me at the end of the year saying Canadian history was one of my favorite classes like that, there's no bigger compliment than that because most of my classes, especially Canadian history are at eight 30 in the morning and to make history come alive at that early during COVID, during online teaching, it's, it's a challenge. And I mean, I, I have a lot of obstacles that I face and I just do my best and, you know, put my heart out there and just teach with passion. And I think the students really feed off of that and, and that allows them to be a little bit more open uh, with us as well as a group. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, it's such an amazing project. Um, I'm so happy to read about it. Um, but did you, do you have any final thoughts? Um do you want to add to anything? Um, I, I again, I just am so thankful for the the people that have reached out and, and helped us locally um, at a provincial level. Um, you know, all the survivors that were willing to allow us to come into their homes and and relive these events that are very difficult and traumatic to relive. And but the fact that they feel that this is an important project that they were willing to do that, uh, you know, with us. Um, it's just, uh, you know, that's, that's self-gratifying to me in itself. And, you know, wherever this project goes and whatever acknowledgement it gets, um, at, at the heart of it, it's the students and it's the students' passion uh, for learning and wanting to, to create a better society. So I just, I thank them from the bottom of my heart. That, that's really amazing. Well, thank you so much for your time.